0: Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Total Recall?
1: I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies.
0: Hello, everyone. Hello. Tomorrow is my birthday. Tomorrow's
1: birthday. (laughs)
0: Yay. February so in honor of my birthday
1: happy birthday uh, which thank you and thank I, you for the presence it's very nice of you oh you're welcome uh <laughs> i am the first one of all of our listeners to say happy birthday i think
0: yeah actually yeah, i don't yeah. know maybe
1: you, somebody else said happy birthday to you but everybody listening you missed it i got there first so, <laughs> <Yes>. i win <laughs> um
0: anyway so in honor of february which is black history month and also because rosa parks was actually i was actually born on her birthday so i wanted to tell you some little fun facts about rosa parks
1: cool i didn't know that you were born on her birthday
0: yeah that's pretty exciting yeah So did you know that she was not the first African-American woman to be arrested for refusing to give up her seat on a bus? I did not know that. She um, was previous. There was another woman nine months before Rosa Parks named Claudette Colvin. and Claudette was 15, and she was the first Montgomery bus passenger to be arrested for refusing to give up her seat for a white passenger.
1: Wow, good for her uh fifteen mm-hmm, yeah, how old was Rosa Parks? but she ended up like what how old was Rose apart oh, she
0: did it she was like forty two or forty three wow, yeah, so anyway, so <clears throat> so anyway. She was really young. She ended up having like a kid and I think at like 16 or something. So her Rosa Parks, her plan to not give up her seat was a, it was like a planned thing. Basically. It wasn't like she just decided not to do it. It was something that she had been working with. um, Like with the NAW, I think it was the NA or NAACP. But anyway, um, She had actually had a prior encounter with a guy who drove the bus and she thought he was so rude that she like refused to get on his bus again. But when she was planning to do the whole sit down thing, she was, um, she had ended up accidentally getting on his bus and she said that she would have never, if she had known that he was driving, she would have never gotten on there. She would have done on a different bus. So I was like, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. So, and the, um, let's see what else. Yeah. So NAACP was looking for a lead plaintiff in a case to test the constitutionality of the Jim Crow law. And, um, she was basically chosen to do that. Chosen for her active civil disobedience. So let's see what else. So, she wasn't actually even sitting in, like, a whites-only section. She was actually sitting in the middle section, which is open to to Blacks, only if there were no, like, white people that needed to sit on there. And she said that in her autobiography that she had refused to vacate her seat because, um... She Not because she was tired physically, which was kind of like the myth of the time, but because she was just tired of giving in. Like, she was like, no, I don't want to move. And like, honestly, right, right, righteously. So why should she? Mm-hmm. So after she had been arrested, she was jailed the second time for her role in the boycott uh, because she worked as a dispatcher arranging carpool rides for boycotters. And she and 114 others were arrested. Wow. Um, Yeah. She ended up losing her department store job after her arrest. And her her husband quit his job because he's like, because they were basically like, okay, well, you can't talk about your wife and you can't talk about the boycott. And he was like, no, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. And so they moved to Detroit. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, so she passed away at 92 on October 24th, 2005, and she is the first woman to, first woman to lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Her, she received a final tribute when her body was brought to the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. More than 30,000 people filed past her coffin to pay their respects. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I I can't imagine having that much courage. I know. You know. It was such a scary time in the South for black people like lynchings and stuff, you know. I can't it's a scary even time imagine now, that. You know? Yeah.
0: It's like despite all the advances we've made, it, f- it seems like things have not changed that much. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I think it's so bizarre that somebody can look at another person and think they're less than human just because their skin is a different color. I think that's so weird. Yeah. Maybe weird isn't even a strong enough word, you know, but it's just, it's just like
0: unheard of for me. Like, I don't, you know, like I I don't understand it. I don't. yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. Yeah. So, anyway,
1: those are cool (laughs) days. My day was good. You work today? Because you you did did work yesterday. yesterday. I took yesterday (laughs) off Mm -hmm. and I worked today. And I work tomorrow and I work Mm -hmm. Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then I don't work Saturday or Sunday awesome yeah no um yeah it was fine it was nice and sunny today which is cool and we have like a winter winter weather coming which I like I don't like the cold they said it's gonna be like zero degrees or something crazy and I that I'm not a huge fan of freezing freezing weather but I do really like snow
0: yeah it's um it's gonna be below freezing it's gonna be like I was looking today Cause I have a friend that's maybe coming up, but with the weather, it's probably not going to end up happening. Mm. Um, First of all, like, I don't, I really don't want her to drive in potentially dangerous situation, you know, like, don't, don't do that. We can see each other a different time. It's like, just be, be safe. Um, Plus I've driven in a blizzard. I drove from Detroit to Grand Rapids and it like, what is supposed to take two and a half hours took five. It was Jeez. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then my we get home, and, like, there's all this snow. Like, I had driven the entire way, almost five hours. I think we stopped maybe one time, but I don't think we really stopped. I drove the entire way with my mom and my sister, um, of course, backseat driving the entire time. And we get home, and there's, like, all this snow, like, on – the, you know, on the driveway, my mom's like, I think we might have to shovel. And I was like, I just drove your two asses five hours. I ain't doing shit. (laughs) And she, she goes, she's like, okay that's fair and I was like yeah seriously come on I think that I've earned this like I've been like tense for five
1: hours like yeah
0: you know like Jeez. yeah it's actually like the lines
1: in the road are like shit I think Ugh. it's tiring to drive that much in perfect conditions like yeah, so, yeah. I wouldn't want to shovel even after, like even on a perfect sunny day I wouldn't want to shovel after driving five hours <laughs>
0: No, definitely not. Well, I mean, why would you...
1: Sh- oh, I guess it could be sunny in the winter. I'm just saying. It's tiring. I agree with you.
0: Are you well, doing something
1: like- for your birthday with your parents or...
0: Um. Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to um get Korean
1: barbecue. Ooh, at where? At MA? At MA, yeah. Oh,
0: that really sounds tasty. fun. Yeah. I
1: love, I love their it. bib and bap.
0: Yeah, so we're going to go for Korean barbecue, and then I think my mom made some, like, little... I'm like, I've been trying to reduce the amount of sugar that that I've been eating, so she made like a a sugar-free type of um, dessert or something like that. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds like a nice birthday. It'll be fun, you know? Yeah. We were going to do something
0: on Saturday, but I don't know what's going to happen. It's like that gif I sent you of Blanche from Golden Girls, and I was like... I was mad because no one told me I was pretty and I wasn't the center of attention. (laughs) I was like, this is how I feel about this year. Well, and, like, last year I was sick, so I didn't really have anything either. I Though I did get the greatest present of all, and that's my bear cat. Oh, you got him around your birthday? I got him on my birthday. Oh,
1: wow. So tomorrow's the year anniversary of getting your cat of my kitty of oh, his adoption uh, I,
0: I think it's called something it's called like an adoption gotcha day, day or, gotcha day yeah yeah it's his one year gotcha day and he oh, has been exciting. amazing, except for tearing up my couch and my floor but you know <laughs> yeah i bought him a uh i bought him a scratching post but has he even tried to use it no <laughs> <laughs> no nope. not even a little bit Except that's I had cute. this like catnip spray that I sprayed all over the base, and so he just he licked the entire base, um, but refuses to use it for its intended purpose, which is not a licking post; it's a scratching post. <laughs> <laughs> that's, He's that's, like, uh, you know, this up for you real quick. He's like, nom, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. Was he in a cage when you picked him out, or were you in like a room and you got to like interact with him?
0: No, I was in a room. Um, He was with another kitty, and the other kitty was, like, half his size. So I was like, wow, he's a big boy. (laughs) And, um, I mean, for our listeners out there, just to, like, put this in perspective, when Sam holds him, he looks like he's, like, half her body. (laughs) Like, what, like, 5'5 or something? Me, I'm 5'3". 5'3 yes yeah Yeah. he is a big boy he's like a good I think like he's I, I put him on a diet so I'd hope he's lost weight but he was like 16 pounds when I went to the vet so oh my
1: gosh yeah okay
0: so I was watching um ghost adventures and and sam likes to call it Ghost bros so i've also uh used that because
1: that's my name for it because when i used to watch it they'd be like bro bro something just grabbed my butt bro and so i called it the ghost bros I, that's Dude, what I started calling bro.
0: it. yeah um,
1: ridiculous okay we've got this machine set up what's your name evelyn 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 are you here bro bro i think evelyn's here <laughs> Bro, she just said demon, bro! <laughs> bro!
0: <laughs> anyway, bro. so, <laughs> so uh, one of the women that they work with, I don't think they work with a lot of women, but one of the women that they do work with, it was like behind the scenes and she was she was actually being filmed at a certain part where they're like in a forest and um, she like walks off to the side and she's getting really emotional and stuff like that and they are they're saying like okay so what happened with her is basically she had to quit the show afterward because something followed her like what you're like a demon or a ghost or whatever. what
1: like what do you mean by followed her like followed her home or followed yeah. her just
0: <gasps> yeah
1: how do you get rid of something like that
0: i have no idea did they
1: say anything about that
0: nope they just said it followed so her home is she
1: just got like a roommate now
0: <laughs> like a haunted roommate That's yeah so
1: messed up I don't I mess mean, with one, stuff I like she's, that she's
0: married to one of the guys that works on it um one of the like I think one of the dudes one of the newer guys I don't know if you've seen the recent I've no I like haven't seen it in like
1: 10 years <laughs> oh <laughs> I've watched
0: like I think I've watched probably easily at least 80% of Ghost Adventures so I've, I've seen a lot of it but um as i was watching the the show I was, I was like when they said that they something followed her home i came up with a little jingle for the ghost bros and it's it's yeah don't fuck with demons you don't fuck with ghosts you don't fuck with anything that can use you as a host <laughs>
1: <laughs> that should be their theme song oh that's so scary i don't right? like that
0: yeah um But you know, I mean, it's, I don't like it either, but I also think that it's like one of those things where if you know that you're messing with something that is supernatural and you are afraid that it might follow you, that you have to be aware that that's one of the hazards of the job, you know? Yeah.
1: But what do you do? How do you get rid of it?
0: Uh a priest maybe (laughs) yeah I don't like I don't know like I I don't honestly I don't know I um I personally am a skeptic so I I don't believe that demons are real I have I'm very skeptical about spirits I've had my own experiences that make me question that's why I'm a skeptic I'm not like 100% no but I also think that there is a scientific explanation for a lot of this stuff and I think that um I think that it's also kind of a, it's like, okay, so like, I'm trying to explain how I'm I'm trying to explain this, but there was a study that was done with monkeys probably like 20 years ago or something or more. And what happened was these monkeys were in a room and there was like a ladder in the room. And I think there was like food on top. And so what the monkeys would do, they'd try to ascend the ladder, but they were hit with like cold water or something when they tried to ascend the ladder. And over time, as they would take older monkeys out and they would bring newer ones in, is that these, these older monkeys would stop the younger ones from going up the ladder, even though they didn't know why they were doing it. And so what I'm trying to say is that I think that as humans have grown and we have, you know, as our our society has developed, that there are kind of like folklorian fears that we have, psychological fears that are deeply embedded within ourselves that make us afraid of things like ghosts, even if we don't necessarily have a lot of proof that they exist. So That's also kind of how I feel about it. Um, Like earlier today, or when we were like, you know, chatting on whatever at work, we were talking about the Uncanny Valley, right? And um, one, something that I've read, and this was like on Tumblr, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I also think it's a very interesting thing to think about because I don't necessarily think it's untrue, is that there's something about, like there's something deeply rooted within ourselves that have grown a fear of creatures that look human but are not human so that makes that that i guess that makes you know me wonder the person who posted this what exactly happened in our history as humankind far far back from you know whenever we first were on this planet. What encounters were we having with creatures that looked human, but were not human? And so we knew to inherently be afraid of them. And that's why people say that the, that's why we're so affected by the uncanny valley is because we see this thing and we're like, okay, I understand that that's supposed to be human, but it's not. And I don't like it, you know,
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and we know, like, we're so, we're perfectly aware and experts at knowing what a human being looks like. So something that's a counterfeit, we can pick out immediately, and it makes us uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, humans have micro-expressions that they can't capture in CGI yet. Their their, their technology's not advanced enough. Mm Mm-hmm. But also it's just like, like, I mean, I always think of Rogue One and even though I didn't love, like Rogue One, there are like two different characters in there that are, are CGI. There's, yeah. um, that one dude. Tarkin. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. <laughs> and then there's Princess Leia. There's a young Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Ugh, don't do this. Just don't do this. You know, like reuse old
1: footage, do anything, but. Well, or- it's like, it's. It's just socially and commonly acceptable that, sorry, socially and commonly accepted that we tend to use different actors for their different stages of life. So it would have been totally fine to just use a different actor. Yeah. Parkin, especially. In um, the Princess Leia thing, I think they could have just like, just filmed her from behind and we'd see her bow, her, her, her. buns her hair buns not her butt buns but I guess we'd see those too (laughs) but anyway like (laughs) we just see her from (laughs) you're like those too we just see her from behind and that would be enough but then for Tarkin (laughs) just use a different actor because that actor has passed away and everybody would have been totally fine with it I don't think anybody you know, maybe a small sub group of people who just like to be naysayers would have been upset, but it would have been an, wouldn't have been as egregiously bad.
0: Yeah, or mm-hmm. like they could have used her daughter. Carrie Fisher has a kid. You know, that would have been the perfect age for that. Yeah, like, she just, doesn't really look like
1: her, but you can do a <laughs> lot. Why don't they makeup. just? You know, they could have just used Rosie O'Donnell, you know, like, they could use anybody. I just, I think it's it's totally an acceptable practice to use a different actor or actress to fulfill the duty at hand, and it bothers me that the, the implication is that movie, movie audiences have somehow become stupider for us to yeah. accept this, and that yeah. bothers me more than I can, prob- more than I'm probably capable of putting it into words, like, how much it bothers me. And it's, it's just, it feels like it's just like on a downward, it's just getting worse. Like the more technology people use, the more that's going to be common. And I, and I dislike it more than I, like I said, can put into words.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I had, um, cause I told you I downloaded Tinder. So I've been, I talked to this dude and he asked me how I felt about Ready Player One, which I haven't seen. I did kind of want to see; it looked interesting. But I said that I think that CGI and a reliance on special effects is going to be the downfall of Hollywood if they keep... It's going to... Not downfall. That's not what I mean. But it's going to have real, like, long-term issues. Because, you know, you look at something like Pirates of the Caribbean, which was what? Like 2008 or something? versus uh, Jurassic Park, which was 1993, and guess what, Jurassic Park looks way better than Pirates of the Caribbean does, because it used practical effects, it didn't use CGI, you know, so, like, there's such a, like a, for some reason, like, everyone in Hollywood has just decided to only use CGI, and the art, which is a really true art of, of using practical effects is slowly dying out. And it's very obvious and it's really, I think going to hurt
1: them in the long run, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that the part of the decision is like, it's easier to do it in a computer lab than to set up the scene. And I think that that's bad thinking because if, if you're, you can, like, I actually, just as an aside, I actually surprisingly liked Ready Player One because they were in, like, a parallel video game universe. So the CGI wasn't as offensive as a situation where they're trying to convince me that this is a real person. Right. So that, but I, I don't disagree with you. I think, like, technology is making things possible in movies it's making things, I don't want to say easy because I'm sure that CGI is not easy, but it's making it, it's, it's giving filmmakers an out that I don't think they should be taking. Like, it's an, it's an exit that's like three exits too early. Like, just go the full distance and take the time to do it With practical effects when you can. And I think your movie will be timeless more so than a movie that is so reliant on CGI and digital effects. And my number one example of that is I Am Legend, which... Mm Like, if I was a college student and I was making a backyard zombie movie, I would use makeup on my friends and they would look more real than the zombies in I Am Legend that probably cost a heck of a lot more money than my dollar store makeup would. Yeah. And that really bothers me because I think I Am Legend is a cool concept and it's not a terrible movie, but it's made bad because of the effects they have like computer zombie dogs computer zombie people and it's it's not good because the technology doesn't stand the test of time because now it's outdated it already looks outdated but if you have people in makeup it's not outdated no i know and and so it's it's I I agree with you. I think that it's going to be, it's going to come back and bite them, them being Hollywood filmmakers, producers who don't go the extra mile because they can, they can cut corners in a quote unquote easier way. But I I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's the way that they should be going.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I Mm -hmm. I find it frustrating as a viewer and as an amateur critic that um there's just too much of a reliance on it, and it it really shows you know ten years down the road, your movie's gonna look like crap, and it shouldn't it shouldn't ten years down the road that yeah in in my in my mind, that's unacceptable that's ten years is not long enough for your movie to look like crap, <laughs> you know like yeah, like thirty years, sure. Okay? Like, total recall is ridiculous in some of its effects. But it doesn't look bad because of the time
1: that it was made. Right. But I if- feel like my, I feel like my reaction to the movie would probably have been similar if I would watched it fresh in 1990 because it's just so bonkers. Yeah, yeah. But it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been like, oh, look, these practical effects and it doesn't look real at all you know what I mean because I'd yeah. be like oh it's supposed to be kind of ridiculous but it definitely holds up a lot better than I'm sure if the same exact movie not the like not a remake but if that same exact movie was plucked out and made this year I would think that it, it would be far less pleasing to the yeah. eye in that regard it would be more there would be more uncanny valley feeling because of all the digital effects I think yeah yeah I agree it, especially when it came to like makeup and people and like another thing is like the hobbit, like in Lord of the Rings, the orcs and the Urukai were were people in makeup for the most part. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they use digital effects for like big group shots and everything, you know, but like for close ups and the main ones that we follow, they're in costume, and then in the hobbit the main, one of the main villains with like the hook for hands and everything. Oh, the, was, like the white orc or whatever. Yeah. He was, me was a computer. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you can tell, and I know you like the Hobbit and I don't dislike the Hobbit, but I don't think it's amazing. And I mean, the quality of filmmaking is so noticeably different from the Lord of the Rings trilogy to the Hobbit trilogy. And a big reason is just the over-reliance on, on digital effects. no I you know I actually just recently watched that
0: movie or part of it I started watching it and um I totally felt the same way like they show the I think it's like a troll they go down to like a troll thing or something yeah the goblin
1: caves goblin Yeah.
0: yeah and they have this big like goblin king that has this like huge underlying like sack of like fat on his chin and um just, every time he moved, I was like, this isn't real, (laughs) you know, and and the white orc. And, and I, I actually, I'm a pretty, not, I wouldn't say a pretty big fan, but I'm a fan of the guy who plays the white orc, Manu Bennett. Um, and I was excited that he was going to be in the movie, but then he was CGI. So I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that he like, you know, I mean, I'm a fan of him. Because I think he's attractive,
1: <laughs> like obviously oh. he
0: wouldn't have been attractive as the orc, but you know, orc <laughs> I mean, would he? Or orc <laughs> would he? <laughs> he was in the show Spartacus, and he played—I think his character's name was Crixus or something.
1: It's and Spartacus,
0: Spartacus, <laughs> and I loved him, and. And then I never saw the rest of the show. <laughs> like I, well, the the lead actor died, Andy Whitfield. And oh he, yeah, like, he, was, he was my Spartacus, and I didn't want to. After that, I was like, I can't. I really liked him as an actor, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to finish it. it Isn't the point
1: of Spartacus is that everyone was Spartacus, like they all claimed Spartacus. to be Spartacus? <laughs> there's
0: there's <laughs> an episode of Community where they do um, like a United Nations thing. Uh, not a United Nations, a, um, fuck, what is it? Um, what's that like fake United Nations thing? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Model UN?
0: Yes, thank you. Model UN. I knew. So they do like a model UN. And I think I told you about one of the parts, but I'm just going to include this in here because it's funny. But, um, one of the characters, Troy, is given the country of Georgia, but he keeps going like, he's like, we're from Georgia, (laughs) y'all. Like, they're like no you're from the country of Georgia and he's like excuse me I will talk how I want to talk now would you please mind your P's and Q's but anyway there's there's like a scene like part of a scene where someone farts and everyone like and they're like it's like a whole big mess but everyone's like I they're like they stand up and they're like I farted And and, and Jeff like the main guy is like no guys this isn't a Spartacus thing like I really am telling you that I farted but they're they all keep standing up and going I farted and then like, <laughs> and I is like no I farted and like <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty great. good that's pretty good it's pretty great it's yeah. shows. I mean I've I've plugged that show a lot but it's one of my favorites you know yeah yeah so Well, thank you for
1: sharing your song. I'm really glad. No problem. It's very creative. We went off on a tangent that was very fun, but (laughs) you don't
0: fuck with demons. You don't fuck (laughs) with ghosts. You don't fuck with anything. The Mickey has a host. Mickey (laughs) host. That's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah, I think so too.
1: So, shall we talk about the movie? We should talk about the movie. This was a recommended recommendation from our friend, our mutual friend Samantha.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And-, and
0: we had watched it together. Um You and her I, did. It, her and I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had not I wasn't um like mentally capable at that time of of understanding the movie because you know I've been drinking whatever, partying, and uh so I had to rewatch it and I rewatched it today. And I I like it, I think it's fun. What do you think of it?
1: Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Uh, I, so I was actually kind of dreading doing the movie because like, I don't know, maybe a month ago when I was at Mike's house, we caught a snippet of it in the middle. It was on TV and he'd seen it before. And I think he kind of likes Paul Verhoeven because he likes like, um, what's the movie about the bugs that he did? Um, it's like the space movie. Starship Troopers. Oh, I like Starship Troopers. And so he he stopped in the movie and we were kind of watching it and I thought it looked so stupid that the little snippet we watched, I I was not impressed. And I thought, I don't think I could ever watch this movie by choice and enjoy it. Maybe I'd give it a shot, but I don't know if I could ever enjoy this movie. So when Samantha suggested it, I was kind of thinking for the sake of the podcast, for the sake of a, a listener's suggestion, I'll watch it. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, right. <laughs> I, it's, It was nothing like what I thought, just like the few minutes I'd seen of it. Wait, so what part did you see? Do you remember? I saw when he went into the strip club to find Melina the first time and... Then I think we flipped away and then flipped back when he was, like, in the caves and the weird, like, parasite baby leader came out of that guy's (laughs) chest. Yeah. And so those moments were just, I don't know, too bonkers out of context. I couldn't – I mean, they're bonkers in context. Right. But just out of context, I was just – not having it but yeah I actually like I thought the story was pretty good pretty creative and the movie was fun it's really fun I like the -the over-the-top gratuitous violence (laughs) and I I like the the mystery that it's kind of that's kind of unfolding and I don't know I I enjoyed it I was very shocked because I thought it was going to be a lot stupider and it is, I mean, there is an element of stupidity to it, but it's like a fun, creative stupidity, you know, it's a popcorn movie. I agree.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, they redid, they remade it in like 2012 with, uh, Colin Farrell. Um, and I'm kind of curious as to what the remake is like, but I, I'm expecting to be disappointed by the remake, you know?
1: I assume, I I feel the same way you do, because I kind of, after watching this one, also wanted to see the remake, but I assume that they made it serious, like, legit yeah. serious, and I think that's that's going to be its downfall, so I concur.
0: Yeah, I think that the thing about, um, like, late 80s and early 90s movies is that they don't take themselves as seriously as, as like you know movies like in more
1: contemporary films especially which, the director I mean like yeah especially the director Yeah, like I think which one. is
0: which makes it so much more enjoyable is when you can watch a movie that you're like this is a little stupid this is a little ridiculous but it's also like it's great it's fun I'm enjoying it you know
1: yeah So S- something about the movie that really stuck out to me that I was very amused by this movie was made in 1990 right 1990, yep. And back in 1990, like, the technology that they imagined as being futuristic is, like, outdated and clunky now in the future. And I think it's funny that they couldn't even fathom or wrap their minds around the idea of, like, an iPhone or, like, an Apple Watch or something, but instead, like, their telephones were, like, these big, clunky (laughs) monitors and... Like, the, like, just, I don't know, all the technology he had was, like, so clunky, but at the time, I bet it was, like, kind of interesting and streamlined and exciting for people to watch. Like, oh, man, someday we will have video phones just like that. And they couldn't think, like, what we actually have is so much better and less, like, egregiously clunky. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating because I also got a little bit deeper thinking, like... So that means that we can't really fathom what technology is going to be like for us 30 years from now. And that kind of blows my mind, you know, like, cause every time something new comes out, I think, well, they can't possibly improve on that, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> you know, something that I thought was uh, like, as far as new technology was like amazing when they brought it out was, um, the like 3d printed casts for arms like broken arms and broken legs that actually like promotes healing and heals the bone faster and I was like what like I was like what and it's I've never heard of that so you don't have to cover it with like a million bags when you're like in the shower you know because when I broke my ankle I was like 18 um I pretty much just bait like used like a washcloth and it sucked like it was terrible and it's like you want to fucking take a shower because like showers are great you know and uh and after they like invented that I was like this is amazing and I'm so (laughs) excited to see where technology is going to be in like 30 years because we're I mean you know something like a place like recall could totally be possible in the future I mean I think anything that fucks with your brain I'm like "Mm." yeah a little (laughs) little iffy on because the brain is such a delicate piece of you know human machinery I guess you could call it um it's
1: it's pretty much the piece of human machinery
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's such a delicate organ that you can really, I mean, even, like, hitting your head hard enough, you can really, like, I mean, you know, not to go back to the true crime thing or anything, but a lot of serial killers had TBIs, like, really traumatic TBIs. Yeah. And it's getting hurt with your brain. It really, it can change who you are, you know? Yeah. the study of that guy, Phineas Gage who had that railroad spike go through his head and he was like a hardworking dude. And then he just became like a, uh, like an alcoholic and was rude and awful. And, and it's, it's, um, I mean, it's interesting, but it's also really scary at the same time.
1: Yeah. It is pretty crazy. Um, how fragile the brain actually is, uh, yeah. and how, yeah, just getting injured can alter your personality and it's interesting. Um yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know if recall will exist in the form that it exists in the movie, but there's possible that there could be, like, immersive virtual reality vacations or something. Oh, yeah, you know? that makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um,
0: so, one of the things Samantha wanted us to do was to discuss the actual plot and, like, tell, because she was, um, she was like, I need someone to explain the plot to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> so basically the plot is is that this guy goes to this recall place and he wants a trip to mars as a secret agent but as it turns out he is actually a secret agent and this recall thing brings back all those suppressed memories yeah like the
1: recall is like if you can't afford to go on vacation Yeah. You can go in and they'll like implant something in your brain that's like very realistic memories. So you think it's happened. So you have all these like wonderful memories of this vacation. But prior to going to Recall, he has these recurring dreams about being on Mars with this brunette woman and his real wife played by Sharon Stone keeps like Trying to talk him out because he's like, let's go to Mars. I want to go to Mars. And she's like, no, I don't like Mars. Let's do anything else, you know. She's, like, trying to talk him out of Mars. And so he, that's why, yeah, that's why he decides to go to the recall place to, I guess, to, like, get that, take care of that, nip it in the bud, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he is
0: originally was known as Hauser. And was working for a guy named Cohagen, but after he learned about that huge alien artifact, which would bring oxygen to the planet, he had his, what did he have his, uh, oh, he switched sides and he erased his own memory, right?
1: Yeah, he became kind of like a double agent almost. And
0: he, yeah, and he became Quaid. So in order to infiltrate his life as Quaid, Cohagen had this woman that he was living with, his wife, Sharon Stone's character, Lori. And he, like, Quaid believed that this was, like, he was married. He had been married for eight years. But the reality was is that it had only been, like, what, a couple months or something? Like six weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to Mars to try and figure out what the hell is going on. And it turns out that this cohagen guy, because there's all these, like, rebel uh, fighters that are trying to fight this Cohagen guy. And he's like 100% the bad guy charging people for fucking air. Like what a douchebag, right? Well,
1: I, yeah, I think he's a total douchebag. but I also am not surprised. Like if we put a colony on Mars, I'm almost certain there would be an air tax or an air charge or something.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But I uh, think that the thing is he was like, um, what's the word? Like a, there was like monopoly. He controlled yeah. it, and yeah. and he was not good with it. He would raise the price, and he – you know, things like that. Like, nobody else could get in there, and there wasn't anybody else providing air, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. So he had this giant um, alien
0: artifact, which they say was, like, a million years old. Um, I kind of had an issue with the science of that because – The whole artifact was that they were going to melt a glacier and then oxygen would be released. And I was kind of like, is that, is that how that works? Because that doesn't, that doesn't seem right to me.
1: I thought it was weird that like terraforming, it like terraformed Mars instead of just like releasing oxygen. Because I thought, I thought Mars is red because the dirt is red. Right. But when the oxygen came out, like, the sky turned blue and it became, like, earth- earth-like. earth Right. And I thought that was weird, as well as what you said, because I thought there's probably not unlimited glacier. So once it's all melted, won't it just go back to normal?
0: Yeah, I don't, like, that doesn't seem right to me. But anyway,
1: apparently. I wasn't bothered by it because the movie is so bonkers. Like, <laughs> it's about a colony on Mars and like, if you get exposed to the Martian elements, your face like explodes and your eyeballs pop out of your head and if you get exposed for a shorter time, you become a mutant and like, a little a mutant guy came out of another guy's chest. So, I mean, the technology of some alien creating a terraforming machine really wasn't forefront on my mind, but I... <laughs> I understand what you're saying and I don't disagree with you. Like if you think too hard about the science, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weak, but I appreciate that they just followed through and explained the made up science, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, it is sci-fi. So it is. I was, I was thinking as I watched it. I I was like, well, this movie is way easier to follow than Tenet and this movie is almost as bonkers as a co- of a concept, <laughs> but I feel like I'm 100% on board with the whole thing. You right. know, like I
0: you know, so anyway. Well, and they actually explain stuff on like, what you said about Tenet. That sounds like they didn't explain anything. Yeah. Uh so then basically what happens is um Uh, Quaid and Melina they go and they start this this alien technology and that's the story right yeah and then Mars and then everybody
1: can get oxygen yep
0: yep yeah Yeah.
1: and um yeah I thought (laughs) I don't know I I think it's interesting I like that something that I thought I did think I might get tricked at the end and it would end up being a dream which I thought would be kind of creative um, but I also like that it wasn't a dream because, so Quaid gets put into this machine. It's like, the movie is so over the top. So Quaid gets put into this machine and he starts having like some sort of embolism or whatever. And he's freaking Schizoid out. embolism. Yeah. And he's freaking out because his past repressed memories of being a spy are interacting with the program that they're trying to just like implant into him. That would just be like a fake memory of him being a spy on Mars and like saving the day and getting the girl. Like it it was all supposed to be just like this fake memory. But since he'd actually been Mars, been to Mars and sort of lived that life, it was like interacting badly. He's, he's having this like issue and the guy, the the guy who sold the trip to him to begin with is like trying to sell it to another woman and his secretary is like you've got to get to the lab really quick and he's like don't let her leave and i thought that like he's such a skeezy salesman and he gets to the room and he's like he's like yelling at the lab technicians and and he's like are you crazy he's having an issue just it's just interacting with the the spy software and the the woman goes well that would be impossible cuz we haven't inserted it yet and i just i liked the over the top drama of like i don't know it's the movie's just so ridiculous i guess <laughs> it
0: is it is like everything it,
1: about it it that's what makes it so fun
0: yeah no it is i i mean again i'm i love um I love those kind of movies. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, as I said before. Um, so from the moment that they introduced that salesman, I was like, this guy, there's something off with this guy. Like, I was like, there's something sleazy about him. But I actually really, I wanted to talk about, um, so his dreams about Mars, about Quaid's dreams about Mars. I thought it was weird that he almost had like a kind of clairvoyant dream about suffocating in the in Mars' atmosphere because I don't think that was something that happened before he became Quaid, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it also makes me wonder too if he will eventually revert back to his old self because he's not Quaid he's Hauser
1: yeah they said he could get total recall so right. that's kind of like a threat I guess yeah
0: yeah yeah that would be I didn't interesting. think about that yeah that would be a that would have been an interesting sequel but I'm you know I mean sometimes when they make sequels it's like oh you know yeah I,
1: mean- I kind of liked I like it as like its own like a standalone no sequels
0: yeah, like Winter's Tale from uh, the Snow White and the Huntsman, Winter's Tale, the second one. You thought the first one was bad? Girl, you don't even
1: know. <laughs> I forgot about Snow White and the Huntsman. That's how uh, much I hated it. <laughs> I know, you hated it, and I liked it. But I, liked it. I I liked how... I Something that I really wish, like future technology that I really wish we had now is in the morning when he was eating breakfast and him and Sharon Stone are like getting breakfast around and he's watching the news and she says like, this is why you're so sad all the time. You always watch the news and then she flipped it and it was just like this peaceful scene that took up their whole wall. I really want that. Like in the movie, (laughs) in the movie Sunshine, there's a concept on the ship that's like the earth room and you just go in there and you're just like immersed with whatever scene you want. And I really like that, too. And I wish, I don't know, it's kind of like a holodeck, I guess. But I just, I don't know. I think it, it seems really peaceful to just be able to do, like, a a live nature scene with, like, nature sounds on your wall. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that'd be really nice.
0: It's like, and then you could probably change it to, like, anything you want. That's, like, what they did in uh, Back to the Future. That They had that, too, in the second one.
1: Oh, like, it's been yeah. a
0: really long time. I don't I don't remember that. Oh, oh man, I love Back to the Future. That's probably my that's probably my favorite sci-fi trilogy, honestly. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that's it. It's a
1: very specific category though. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have a sci-fi trilogy. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. I like I like Alien. Is that Oh, Alien's a good. trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: so anyway,
1: uh, what else was I trying to say? Oh, something else that I thought was like, I think the problem, like when I initially saw this movie with Mike, something that really bothers me, and I, I, I think it's a lot of it is intentional. They want it to make you uncomfortable, but a lot of it is sometimes a lot of it is me thinking that maybe it makes me more uncomfortable than even the filmmakers intend. And it's like sometimes futuristic things in movies like that, like make me really uncomfortable and creeped out and like the shape of the vehicles, the shape of the taxis made me, I just, it just, I just, it made me feel like it's kind of like creepy almost. And like, in the movie 12 monkeys, they have these like futuristic shots and there's this weird technology that I don't like. And and like I've seen bits of the movie Brazil and that kind of has like a creepy unsettling futuristic aspect to it. And so I was afraid that that Total Recall was going to be like two hours of just like futuristic visuals that made me uncomfortable more than the filmmaker intended. But it didn't really bother me. But within like the confines of the movie it didn't but it's still kind of like i don't know unsettling like the the taxi drivers whose faces like oh the johnny yeah the johnny caps yeah their faces were really weird i don't know do you know what i'm saying about that yeah well i think that's like kind of is it, like, crossing the uncanny valley type thing? May, it probably is. Did you ever see... Do you, you watched Pushing Daisies, didn't you? Yeah. Like, there was an episode with, like, a vehicle that would, like, light on fire or something. Do you remember that? Like, a futuristic oh, car? Oh, yeah. It
0: was, like... It was run by, like, dandelions or something like and that. And the shape was, of like-
1: that car, like, made me so uncomfortable. I can't explain it. Like, I don't even... Like, the idea, I like, Pushing Daisy is a really cute show, but the idea of watching that episode again makes me really uncomfortable because the really? car was so off-putting. And it's that same feeling whenever I see something weird and futuristic, but, like, pseudo-futuristic. I'm not talking about, like, space travel, serious movie, Oscar contender type futuristic. I'm talking, like, Total Recall type of futuristic. Right. Right. Huh. That's interesting. I never, like, I never really thought of that before. I can't explain it. I don't, I've never, I've sort of briefly mentioned it to Mike because we watched, um, oh, after we watched 12 Monkeys, I sort of explained it to him and he he seemed to understand what I was getting at, but um, I really haven't talked about it to too many people to see if if other people feel the same way as me, but I was expecting to feel that way during Total Recall and I, I didn't quite. I didn't really, you know?
0: Yeah, I kind of I get what you mean. Um, to me, the cars just kind of look like DeLoreans a little bit, like an off-brand <laughs> DeLorean. Um, speaking of Back to the Future. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess, like, okay, so that makes me think of when I was younger, I would have a reoccurring dream um, before I would get sick. It was always, like, right before I would get, like, it was usually, like, vomiting. Like, I would be I'd be throwing up. And in this dream, I would dream about, like, I can't explain what it is, but it was, like, blocks of wood or something, like, big blocks of wood. And there was something about these blocks of wood. And I have not had this dream in, like, probably 20 years. But... They would, I would like, it would signal in my brain to know that I was about to get sick. And every time I'd be around these like blocks of wood, and even in my own real life, there'd be like things that would be shaped a certain way. And I'd be like, I don't know what it is, but I don't like this. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, I kind of get like, I kind of get what you're saying. Um It was always like fire and like blocks of wood. Like I don't, I don't know how to like explain it other than it was like cubes, cubes like of wood. Like I don't, that's it. That's all I can explain because I don't, I don't even know myself what it was. But there was, it was like a very like vague, almost abstract kind of dream. That's fascinating. I. That's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I also don't like Jack in the Boxes. Yeah. Like the toy. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're scary. (laughs) you and buddy the elf i can handle i can handle ghosts but fucking jack in the box says hell no <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, like i'll be playing with one and i'm opening it up but my face is like five feet away from it i'm like
1: how often are you playing with a jack in the i'm trying to think of the last time i even saw one in person i can't i think it
0: was probably like a toy store but it's like the same idea where I'm like no,
1: but I yeah. like this.
0: So, <laughs> so yeah, the yeah. Johnny
1: Cab faces were very like
0: creepy. Very weird.
1: Yeah. And th- I think that was definitely intentional. Like, obviously it was intentional. And I think you're right about the Uncanny Valley thing. I think that it's just unrealistic. Not just the, um, the Johnny Cab drivers, but I mean just like futuristic technology in general. That's a good way of describing it in this sort of vein of movie and uh and something else about like the there's some aspects of the movie that kind of like were unsettling um the scene where he like pulls the the bug it's on a bug. it's like the tracking device out of his nose I actually had to look away from because it was like changing the shape of his nose and it was really grossing me out and I looked away from it because I thought it was so gross and Mike I texted Mike something about the movie and he texted me back did you see the part where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets a COVID test and that made me laugh out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like first of all okay first of all like this thing is like the size of like a bouncy ball and like, yeah and then he like opens it up and there's like a bullet it looks like a bullet in there and um I'm like what kind of scientist implants such a large piece of technology in someone's brain like no wonder it fucked him up I mean geez <laughs> like how do you even get it in let alone like I don't know <laughs> yeah like I thought that was really weird like it's it's like <laughs> like for you know this movie is supposed to be set in like 2080 so for like how futuristic this movie is like <laughs> 60 years in the future who in there, like, I want to, I want to talk to the person who 30 years ago was like, so the bug that we're implanting in this guy's brain is going to be like a hundred times the size of what it should be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you, it should be nanotechnology. It should be (laughs) like very tiny, you know? And instead he's like, I mean, you're right. Like his entire face changed, and I notice a lot of '80s and '90s movies use. Um, it almost looks like like claymation or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To because uh, I noticed that in um, in the movie Evil Dead, and they use like a lot of claymation with that. Now I am just gonna be say this, and to all those those fans of. Sam Raimi out there I cannot for the life of me understand why people like his movies because I think they're all garbage (laughs) (laughs) I I do think I did think Army of Darkness was kind of fun but everything else I've been like you know Spider-Man those
1: were okay but I think his movie yeah like Mike and I watched Army of Darkness that's the one where he's like in the medieval arrow right so yeah and And he like
0: all the skeletons
1: yeah mike and i watched that one and i thought it was fun but i also uh, kind of agree with you that i'm not sure why they exploded like they do like why he exploded the way he did and why he's such a cult favorite because i i think army of darkness is similar quality to total recall but not quite as elegant which i think is really I mean that I'm not even saying Total Recall is elegant, but it, it it's just like a a more cohesive and uh, easier to swallow movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I really you know
0: it's it, there's there's movies out there that I really like, and I'm sure other people don't like. So, um, you Winter's know, Winter's Tale. Mean, yeah. Winter. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, I love Winter Soldier. Okay?
1: I know you do. I, <laughs> I know, know you do. that
0: Movie. Um. Also, as I've grown older, and Colin Farrell has also grown older, because I don't know if you do that, but that's how time works. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I do know that. Um. I've grown like an appreciation for him, whereas before I wasn't really attracted to him. But as he's getting like gray in the temples, I'm like. Mm, Mm, Colin Farrell.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I think, and I thought the effects in this movie were probably cooler than, uh, like, what the effects would be in a newer movie, because in a newer movie they would just use computer animation and it would look really bad. So I actually really appreciated the practical effects in this movie. And I I like. I know I mentioned earlier that I like the gratuitous violence, and there was so well, many
0: before you before you go on. I just want to say something that I was actually thinking that the entire movie that I appreciated that it was more practical effects than yeah special uh, effects. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Anyway,
1: no. I yeah. I thought it was cool, and I liked just to piggyback on what you're saying. I liked the way that the set design was for Mars, and I thought it was interesting that they would yeah why wouldn't they tunnel underneath the rocks because it's you know yeah probably I, better than just building, level. yeah, like yeah. just building domes? I didn't really understand how the dome worked because it seemed really close to the buildings, but then they'd do wide shots, and I wouldn't actually see the dome, and they like so I, I don't know the
0: dome at any part <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I so like, I was like, don't hit the dome, and I was like, what what dome it seemed Weird. like windows
1: to me yeah it didn't yeah. seem like a dome it seemed more like the wall of the building and yeah. <laughs> and like the vacuum effect like the like talking about science like the science didn't make sense that the vacuum would just suck them out like it would have sucked the oxygen and it would have killed them as well I think
0: yeah no it would have been like uh yeah it, it's I mean there's
1: I think there's a lot of yeah.
0: science that goes kind of under the bus.
1: <laughs> right. Just, this, I just accepted it. You yeah. just have
0: to put it aside and say, hey, it's fiction. Um, you know, I mean you're you're not gonna have someone like Andy Ware, I right? I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who wrote The Martian.
1: Oh, yeah. And he
0: like and he did a bunch of research on um, you know, the act like he actually made sure that it was scientifically accurate which i appreciate the hell out of because that's awesome but not everyone's gonna do that you know right you're of gonna course, have people yeah. that are like this makes sense in the context and what that's what we're gonna say yeah
1: with, so. and i'm totally cool with it in the in the context of the movie i think it works perfectly like yeah. just have the confidence in the science you make up and i'm happy as a clam you yeah. know yeah i mean i actually that's maybe being too generous. Sometimes I'm still not happy as a clam, but in total recall, I was totally content to just accept it, you know? Yeah,
0: same. So the whole um, (laughs) three-breasted sex worker is something that I had seen, like, probably my whole life. I had seen references to that. I had heard about it.
1: What kind of stuff Um, were you reading as a child? (laughs) porn <laughs> futuristic porn
0: futuristic three-breasted alien women porn <laughs> um I like how she was a mutant and she developed in a way that was like sexually appealing but everyone else developed in a way that like they looked like half-melted testicles yeah you know? they looked
1: like, like um Chunk from uh Goonies. From the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know like that like um I know you haven't even seen a lot of um, Rick and Morty, but there is a episode where they break time and basically like make, I think it's like 20 other versions of themselves. And this time, he's like a time, like guardian or something comes from the future. And it looks like a, like a giant testicle. And so <laughs> as I was watching this movie, I was thinking of that scene in Rick and Morty. And I'm sure there are fans out there who know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, because I was just like, oh, this is so, like, this just looks like someone's half-melted, like, weird face. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> but, so this three-boob lady, I had heard about this, like, references to this for, like, a long time. A really long time. And um, I think I'd probably maybe seen like part of it in the new one. Like I hadn't seen the new one, but I've seen like clips. I think I saw clips of that scene because it was so iconic. And so when I finally oh, watched Iconic?
1: That, like what? It's a WWE reference. What? <laughs> what? I just what? said iconic? Oh. <laughs> it's a tag uh-huh. team called the iconics. Anyway. The iconics. <laughs> yeah. Um so
0: to finally like be able to see that scene I was like I I guess I understand why people were like flipping out about this in 1990 but in 2021 I'm like okay it's three breasts it's not that big of a deal
1: yeah I don't really like I think to be attracted to like what is an extra breast when it comes to breasts like two aren't enough And if you're attracted to human women, then you'd have to like totally alter your brain to be like, oh yes, I am also attracted to mutated women. Are they still human? And I just like... The idea is so egregiously weird to me that three breasts would be better than two because you only have two hands anyway and like... I don't I don't know it's it's almost like nonsensical to me it's it's like something a 13 year old boy would get excited about and that makes it comedic like I don't think it's offensive I'm not trying to go on any no, sort of tirade neither. about it I just don't understand how it ever came to be like why is that so appealing in any way right like well and, the, and she just happened to mutate in that
0: way yeah that like yeah every, like everyone else is like their face is melting off and like one eye doesn't close ever um which I know is just really like just like practical effects like they probably didn't have the technology at the time but um like, she happened to mutate in a way that's, like, sexually appealing to, like, men that come there that are looking for a good time. <laughs> like, it's just, like, <laughs> like it's, like, what, how, like, how did this woman, and I would consider her lucky compared to the other people that were
1: mutated. She sure did flaunt it, too. Like, she couldn't resist, like, oh, showing them yeah. off.
0: <laughs> I mean... If I was a sex worker on Mars and I had three breasts too, I'd also be like, "Look what I have, boys! <laughs> like three for <part> three. <laughs> I don't know, you know? Like, let's do it."
1: <laughs> I wish that there had been a scene. Well, she died though; she got shot. I was gonna say, I wish at the end there had been a scene where, like, she locked eyes with a guy across the room who had three hands. That would have yeah, been a so good,
0: hilarious,
1: a yeah. happy ending. Um, oh man! Yeah. I I just think it's so ridiculous you know
0: I know it's like I mean I enjoy it I think it's funny yeah I, I thought you, it was I funny too funny.
1: and I like when the the Benny the cab driver is is like he said something to her about like oh wow Let me come back to you later. And she said, like, oh, you're doing pretty good with two hands. I don't remember what he said. No, I'm messing it up. But I I thought it was a funny line.
0: He said something like, oh, too bad I don't have three hands or something. And she said, oh, well, you're doing fine with two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then he had that weird, like, folded alien, like, hand. Yeah, the mutated arm. Which, like, so... I okay, so like let's talk about Benny for a second while we're we're. On let's the talk about Benny. Ben, baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about burp, Ben burp, 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 Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Benny is a mutant considered to be a mutant because he has that one like weird like alien slightly skeletal arm, which was like kind of slimy. And I was like, yeah, it was
1: like it was like a like insectoid alien type or something. Yeah, you and know? it looked
0: like it was like almost skeletal like the the like muscles and like the you know flesh wasn't there yeah and he had it like folded in his which i could imagine is could be really uncomfortable after a while but so he's immune so he was affected by all these things that Cohagen has been you know really rallying towards because he doesn't care who he screws over Kohagen.
1: yeah so like the lack of oxygen like since you had so, to pay for oxygen, the lack of oxygen was, was what caused... Like, the bad domes and, like, the lack of oxygen is what was causing these mutations.
0: Or it was the radiation.
1: I thought he said, like, weak domes or something. Oh, maybe. Oh, but that makes sense, though. Yeah, like, radiation yeah, and radi- the dome was too weak or something.
0: Um, I think it's from the radiation. That, okay. Um, that That's how they develop these mutations, because I think that they were like regular non-mutated humans right like I'm trying to be like all like inclusive but in this case it's (laughs) fictional so I think it's okay yeah Um, and the radiation changed their bodies so if Benny had been a person that had a normal a regular human hand and all of a sudden he has this weird alien hand and it was because of Cohagen and how much he doesn't care about anyone but himself, clearly. Including his fish, which, by the way, I was very upset that he killed his fish.
1: I didn't like that scene. That was particularly weird and yeah, disturbing to like,
0: me. I was like, you're, <laughs> why? Anyway, um, yeah. so I don't understand why Benny would be on his side. What is he benefiting from being on Kohagen's side.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a weird twist as well, that he was, like, working Kohagen's side the whole time, and basically they came in and shot... What's his name? Like, Kaito or Kauto or whatever? The leader uh, of the rebellion? Kauto. Ku-ado? Kuado,
0: Kuado. I think, yeah.
1: And they, like... Yeah, I didn't really... I didn't really get that because I agree with you. Like he was, he was a mutant. So why, why go against him?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Um, did you know that Dean Norris was in this?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I did because when, I, I think when Mike and I saw it, I looked at the cast list and saw him, but I don't remember who he played, and I don't think I recognized him.
0: I didn't either. He played Tony. I don't know who but yeah, I didn't recognize him at all. Um, yeah, I thought that was very strange that Benny would have suddenly been on his side or on Cohagen's side when Cohagen really essentially screwed him over. I mean, you know, um, it's like, like just bizarre to me. Like, I don't, it's, It's like the idea of like sleeping with the serpent and you know that the serpent is venomous and why would you do, like, why would you do that? Like, to me, it's like if someone, if someone is so inconsiderate of your life and these people's lives that they don't care if your body has been mutated, to me, if that was me, I would fight tooth and nail until I died for that rebel alliance. Like, I'd be like, no, you did this to me. And now I'm going to make sure that you suffer and you struggle because I am not like, I cannot have my future humans, you know, experience the same things that I did, experience the same suffering that I did. So it's, it's like, it's like, it it was like a twist that I don't think that was necessary. I think that it could have maybe cut that out, maybe just had him like die or something as like a good person, you know?
1: Yeah, because yes. they could have they had them get found in some other way, especially since they seem to find them with these, like, drilling, these big drilling machines. So I don't know why they couldn't just, like, drill all around the rock until they found the hideout, yeah. you know? I don't know either. It's yeah. <laughs> I also think his mutation seemed a little bit – his seemed kind of like the three boobs where it was like, why do you get, like, this weird alien arm? Yeah, you know, and where does it stop? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, yeah. That's a good question as well. I don't, I don't know. Like, they does, never showed. Yeah, it, like, does it? But the it, mutation going.
0: Of,
1: <laughs> how far does that arm go? Uh He can join the skeleton war. The mutation of Kawato, I thought was probably the one point in the movie where I was. If ever I was going to say this movie is dumb, it would be (laughs) Kowato. And thankfully he was in it so briefly that it didn't give me it didn't ruin the whole movie for me, but I did not care for any, not one single bit of Kowato. I didn't care for the weird, like the actor's name I looked him up, Marshall Bell, who played George, who was the host for Kowato or something. Like, he kind of made, like, weird, like, noises when Kawato was coming out of his stomach, and then he was just kind of, like... They were, like, sex noises. Yes! I'm, I'm glad you said that, because I was going to say that, but then I didn't. Um, but then-
0: yeah, they were, like, like I was... Because the first time I watched it, I was, like, what the... F-? I'm, like, is he... I The first time I saw it, for the, the small amount I remember... I thought he was like maybe masturbating. Like, I was oh, like, I no, was like, is I, he, oh my God, like just like his sounds and like what he was doing. I was like, this is not the right time
1: for this. The <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, he saw the woman with three breasts. <laughs> and that was just, too yeah, much I room. didn't like the noises. And then when he turned around, like the visual was very off putting. And I didn't like the way Kawato talked. I didn't like George's face because he was just kind of like catatonic while Kawato was talking. And then Kawato got shot in the head like very violently, and it was just in the way he was talking. The it was just bad. Like I hated that brief part of the movie. I wish that they would have done something different.
0: Well, and also, so. <clears throat> This guy with his, like, shirt on looks like a slim dude. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, this Quato guy is, like, released or whatever. I don't even know. And it's, like, his body expands. Like, his torso expands, like, almost twice the size. (laughs) And I was, like, so does (laughs) – so does he have like shirts for days that Quado's like, hey man, I need to just breathe for a bit? Or
1: just, <laughs> you know like what you know? Yeah, and- that's a good question. Like, does Koado look you know those like faces that people can put on their trees so it looks like their tree is like a wizard? Like, is that <laughs> what his abs look like when it doesn't come out?
0: Like, right. So and if why- they were gonna do that, I would have rather had um like hit like the actor wear like a fat suit or something so it looks like he was like a bigger guy so that when quato Qua, Quado, when quato came out you're like oh okay so but I, like but the fact that they didn't like show him coming out either was kind, like if it, it was very no i i agree it was very bizarre and also so quato's like hold my hand yeah. and i was yeah. kind of like if i had been quaint i would have been like no thanks (laughs) yeah
1: I felt the same thing like can't we do this without holding hands I don't know and his voice like you're
0: weird and moist and you may be slimy like yeah
1: like you're creeping me out and and... I don't really understand why George couldn't just be the leader like if Kawato is in there like is it two people or is Kawado just like It's more socially acceptable for me to have this other head, so I only use my baby head in private. I don't know, like...
0: I don't know either. I think that Quato was supposed to be George's
1: brother, but I don't think they really
0: explained that. Oh, like Siamese twins or something? Or something, yeah. Or like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's... I've heard of... (laughs) in the womb like twin like one twin absorbing the other twin yeah finding like hair and like teeth and stuff inside the, like like, kind of almost like a tumor Mm -hmm. um did did you ever see the did you ever see the movie my big fat greek wedding yes
1: like did you like it it was cute i get yeah it was fine it was cute it was whatever
0: i saw it like Four or five times in theaters, I think. Because so I, I, I had a friend that was like 100 percent Greek, and he was so excited about a movie about Greek people. Um, and I really, I really like that movie. I think it's really cute. But anyway, but here's a scene where, like, I think it's one of the ants is talking to um, the woman's fiance, Nia Bartolos's fiance, who's I can't remember the name of the actor. He's like John totally, Corbett. Yeah, yeah, John Corbett. And she's like, she's talking, and I can't remember totally because I haven't seen this movie in a while but she's talking about um she's like so I went to the doctor and, and he gave me a he gave me a a biopsy a babopsy bub- <laughs> she means a biopsy <laughs> and she's like and they took something out of me that had hair and teeth in it <laughs> like I just was thinking of that and, and then John Corbett is like uh oh. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but I always remember that scene cuz she's like, they gave me a babopsy. a, b- a babopsy. <laughs>
1: um I also I wanted to talk about Sharon Stone's character, Lori. Lori. And I thought it was kind of ridiculous. So, who's her husband in the movie? Is it Richter?
0: It's Richter, yeah. Okay.
1: So, you find out that Lori was assigned to pretend to be quaid's wife right and they're obviously like having sex and in the movie you find out that richter and her are actually i don't know if they're dating in real life or married in real life i'm not sure but his like associate when they're chasing after quaid made a comment and richter was like are you saying that Lori Enjoyed having sex with Quaid and his partner was like, No, I bet she hated it. And I thought that that was like <laughs> like I don't know what kind of universe you would live in where your part you'd tell your partner, like, yeah, go pretend to be married to this person for X amount of time. Like it, it's ridiculous to me. What did you think? I don't I don't know.
0: Um I don't think I'd ever be comfortable setting my spouse out to be like, go and pretend like you're in love with this person. Um, but like, you're married to me, but also I was, I thought that Lori and Richter being married in general was like, like, it felt really like forced.
1: Like, it didn't, yeah, they didn't look like a, a match. Like they like no. Sharon Stone and whoever, you know, like Richter, um, you know, Michael, <laughs> like, Michael Ironside
0: is the actor.
1: Yeah. They didn't really look like a, a couple that I would believe.
0: No, I no, not, not even a little bit. Like that's the thing is that he's like my, so Michael Ironside, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily like a, an unattractive man or anything like that, but um, like the, there's kind of like a disparity between them because she's so beautiful and she's young and he's like a little bit of like an older guy and he's like balding and he just always looks like he's angry you know
1: yeah it just they didn't they didn't match yeah and, it, and he like walked kind of up to her
0: and like kissed her and I was like are you supposed to be doing that <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like I was I was like and she just like kissed him back and I was like oh I guess so but I I felt like it it, like it almost seemed like and I almost would have preferred this more if they had been like like he had kissed her because he felt like he could or something rather than him being you know what I mean like that would have made more sense to me if he was like a creep over him being like oh this is my spouse I was like where did you meet like wait like where where like (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally digging on Michael Ironside for his looks and I feel kind of bad. It's like I don't see her being with him because she's like he's such a sweet sensitive man. I see her being with him because she's like he got money and he got power and I'm all about that life. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I liked when uh, the guy in Sharon Stone and Lori came to the hotel on Mars and tried to convince uh, Quaid that he was still within the dream at Total Recall. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because that's when I started thinking like, oh, what if this all ends up being a dream? That would be kind of fascinating. And, but I like that Quaid sees the sweat going down the guy's face. Yeah. And so that's how he knows. And I thought that was a really creative way to show, you know, cause I, I how else would you get out of that pickle? You know, like how do you show right. that it's not, actually recall that it is actually happening and I liked that just that beat of sweat I thought that was cool and I like that um Lori came and was trying to convince him and it it was I don't know I thought that was really interesting and then no I liked it
0: too I think um I think it's a very subtle way of showing like what's going on and also um so I don't know so I have a question about um about something let me say this other thing uh it seems to me like there'd be no reason for him to disbelieve her because he in his mind they've been married for eight years even though you know she did try and kill him but he could be like I mean the mind again such a delicate organ that you can convince anyone I mean you can convince people of things that didn't even happen like there are like social experiments where someone approaches someone and they're like, Oh my God. Hey, how are you? And they're like, how have you been since I saw you at so-and-so's party? And they're like, I don't remember you. And it's like, how can you forget me? We were drinking martinis all night. We were like talking about, you know, like astrophysics. Like we had a great time. And the person's like, maybe I'm forgetting this person. And so they are yeah. like, yeah, okay. I remember you. And, and it like, it never happened. Um, and I could see why Quaid might start, you know, he's like, okay, yeah, okay, right. You're, this is probably a dream. I'm just dreaming. But then, you know, the bead of sweat makes him realize, oh shit, they're lying to me. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask you, did you notice when they were in the beginning? So he goes to his job and he's like drilling. And <laughs> I like that he
1: has a job that like. can show they can show off his muscles like his job is literally breaking rocks but they're like wear this short sleeves and we're gonna show your muscles.
0: i was thinking that too because you could see like the muscles like vibrating yeah and like and then his like friend that works with him is like the total opposite like he's like a like a chunkier guy like yeah did you notice that when he talks to his friend and I didn't notice this the first time I saw this movie, but he's talking to his friend and he goes, Oh, have you heard of this recall thing? And, and his friend is like, Oh, don't do that. You know, um, this guy no, like did it. And he practically had a lobotomy and, and, uh, after Quaid starts drilling again, the guy's like staring at him, like he, in and very intently for like several seconds. Did you notice that? I didn't notice
1: that. no. Yeah.
0: I noticed that the second time, because, um, and then when you find out that he's actually one of the bad guys, I was like, oh, no wonder he was, like, staring so intently at him, because he was making sure that he didn't remember, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. No, I didn't catch that. Yeah. But I did think, I did like that, I did like that there were people in his life that were there to, like, make sure he stayed in line. But they mm-hmm. were disguised as like his wife and his work buddy. I thought that was interesting. He was being Truman showed. Yeah. Yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Melina, because I think that's interesting. I like <laughs> I liked when he was getting put into the recall machine and the the, the lab guy was like, Do you like your women demure, Sleazy or something else? And he's like, Sleazy. And then he goes, Demir, <laughs> and so I thought that I thought that was funny but anyway and then Melina is like a prostitute now and right. I thought it was weird that she's a prostitute on Mars where there's mutants and lots of futuristic technology, but she didn't believe him when he said he didn't remember her. Like, in that society, I'd feel like, oh, crap, did they put a chip in your brain? But instead, she was just like, whatever, you don't remember me, yeah, right. And I was like, why would that be the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Yeah, that is, uh, that.
0: I mean, I I think it makes sense, you know, that he he's searching for her, and then she's like, like, Cause he kind of almost acted like he did know her to begin with. But then when he said like, oh no, I don't remember you. So I could, I could see why she's maybe going, um, what, what do you mean? You don't remember me? Like you acted like you remember me a second ago. So suddenly you just forgot who I was, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's another thing where I wish he would have held up the paper that his past self left for him in the safety deposit box and be like, no, Melina, your name is here. I had a message from myself saying that I wouldn't remember like but instead he was just like I don't remember you I don't remember you and he just kept like like not telling her all the info and I, I like couldn't figure yeah. out why she was so dead set on not believing him when look around you Melina you're on Mars right now like,
0: <laughs> yeah well but you know I mean Mars is their normal so you As have to Mars is that. their
1: normal. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, you know, like, us having, um, like, space stations in, in and, ro- you know, revolving or, um, um, rotating? No. Um, orbiting? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, orbiting. Orbiting around Earth is our normal, but, you know, back in, like, 100 years ago, that wasn't our normal, but yet, yeah, we're facing almost the same exact thing a hundred years ago that we did, you know, or we're, say, we're facing the same thing now that we did a hundred years ago, as far as like, you know, Spanish flu and COVID. So things haven't changed that much.
1: Yeah. You really, you really took that back to COVID. I, I, was, I, I wasn't did.
0: sure where you were going. I don't, I don't but, know what was going with it either. No, that's all right. I'm
1: kind of proud of it. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate what, I, your point. Makes sense. You know, like their, their normal was Mars. And yeah, I just thought it was interesting, but then at the end, Cohagen tried to make it look like Quaid knew what was going on almost. And, and like Hauser set it up. So they would put the implant back in Quaid and Hauser would come back and, and they tried to get Molina as well. And, Like, the movie hinged on a lot of, like, perfect timing, which was comical (laughs) to me. Like, they're in the the recall machines at the end, and things seem to be starting, but they were able to, to like, get out in time to not be altered. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: then at the end-end, when they get sucked out into the atmosphere and they start, like, their faces start expanding and their eyes start popping out of their head like once the oxygen came they go back to normal so they're not permanently disfigured but I'm like yeah. how long were those other creatures out like the mutants out there that they became disfigured like right, right. where's well, the cutoff and- line where you're like dead or you're just disfigured or you'll go back to normal like it's just like <laughs> lucky that they went back to normal
0: I mean it, I think it's you know it's <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like that's just a movie you know that's a classic movie trope um i i uh and, but like the, so like the scene where she's being strapped into the recall machine and cohagen's like you're gonna be subservient and kind whatever like a woman should be i was like oh hell no <laughs> i <I'm like, laughs> And if I hadn't had a flat screen TV that was breakable by me throwing a pillow at it, I would have thrown a pillow at it. (laughs) What kind of pillows do you have? Um, I have the kind that you use on a bed mostly. TV breaking pillows. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have even hit the TV because my throat is so bad that I'm always about five feet off. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah, I also like not kidding though. Like I will I will go to throw something in the trash and it will be like right below me and I'll somehow miss. I'm like how, <laughs> how did I miss that?
1: How? How did I miss that? I like when that happens because it seems so like impossible. Like I can't miss. Oh, I missed. <laughs> I know, funny. right? Oh man. But yeah. I like how I like how um Melina came to rescue him at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And her and Lori sort of get in a fight, and then uh Quaid shoots Lori and he's like, consider that a divorce. <laughs> and she and Amelia's like, That was your wife? What'd she say? She was a real bitch or something like that? <laughs> or what a bitch or something? <laughs> I don't know. I just think I think this movie is like catchphrasy in the funniest ways, and it's ridiculous and over the top in the funniest ways. And it's actually like The plot i thought was fun and creative and i didn't mind it i really liked the skeleton like the machines were they they were like um like metal detectors but they showed the skeleton
0: yeah i thought that was cool too
1: and i liked how seamless it was that he walked through and then walked out and it was like pretty immediate and there was like a dog behind him so you see the dog skeleton and then when he broke through the screens when he was being chased i liked that i thought that was really cool Everything,
0: they, they do this, I know they do this a lot in action films, but every, like, every pane of glass is always, like, yeah. so breakable. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, but in reality, yeah. like, someone would probably bounce off of a pane of glass initially, like, their first attempt, you know, like, they wouldn't break through it, they'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that glass doesn't actually break that easily, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, no, because it's like in that in the movie, there were so many things going through glass and windows, and so many people going. It was ridiculous, and so many crotch shots, like. Lori kicked him in the crotch like a dozen times when they were fighting in her apartment. <laughs> I know. And
0: he like, just like, I was like, he must be wearing a cup because he just walked that off. Like, he was like, it's fine. I know I got kicked in the <laughs> balls, but I'm okay. And I'm like, pretty sure you'd be in like excruciating pain there because I know that that shit hurts, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even females getting kicked in the crotch, it's oh, painful. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not like- And
1: that we're often- We're not
0: going to be, you know, like crippled with pain by it, but- but it doesn't feel good <laughs> you know
1: yeah I just any it was it's just it's over the top and it's fun
0: yeah it's fun yeah. yeah would you recommend the movie
1: I would and I am no one's more shocked than me I thought I was gonna hate it but I really liked it and I would totally recommend it watch yeah. it get a snack have fun it's totally worth it how about yeah. you I totally
0: agree I think it's fun Um, I'm curious about how they would do the, uh, how they do the new one. Um, if I find it, I might watch it. Same here. I might watch it tonight. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like, as I've said, I like the old, the nineties action stars. I think they're fun. They're it's, it's a fun movie and it's a good movie to watch. If you're not, you know, you're not really, you're interested in something actiony, but nothing that's too serious, you know? Um, it's good. I think it's, you know, it's on Netflix as of, uh, February, 2021. So Mm -hmm. if you want to watch it, go check it out.
1: Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. So thank you to Samantha again for the recommendation. Two thumbs up. Very fun. Thank you. And if, yeah, if you would like us to do your movie and you would like it to be shot up to the top, Go to iTunes, leave us five stars. You can write a very long review or you can write a short review that just has the movie title. But if you give us five stars, put a movie in your review, we will prioritize that one and it will go, it will come very soon. Uh, but if for some reason you don't have access to iTunes or you don't feel like doing that, feel free to send it to us. Send your recommendation through another source and we will add it to the list, but it won't be prioritized like a five-star review.
0: Yep, yep. And you can get to you can talk to us at uh, watchers of movies at com. We have Instagram at watchers movies. We also have another Instagram where I post occasionally like funny movie memes and stuff like that. And that's the watchers who find things. And if you would like to check out our website, it's watchers dot com. And we also have Facebook at watchers and movies. And we are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, Spotify and iTunes. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music.
1: Yes, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike.
0: Thank you, Mike. And I think that's it, right?
1: I think so. Bye bye. Bye bye.